Welcome to Smodcast. I'm Kevin Smith, a comic book man, the Steve Dave of Tell Em Steve Dave, the center of the universe, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Johnson. Hello, and thank you for anointing me a comic book man, because I was about to self-anoint, <laughs> and you caught some shit for it. I remember sitting around the TV on a Sunday night. I was always frustrated because I would want to watch The Wonderful World of Disney, and my father would want to watch like a boxing event. And I was just like, but like what? There's no plot to a boxing. Like the, none of it, like it just, it couldn't, I couldn't process it. And it's weird because I love superhero stories where people beat the shit out of each other. And if boxing events only had a fucking story to it, where it's just like, he's from Latveria and he's the fuck, he's Dr. Doom, which I guess. Felt like wrestling. Which should have appealed to me. Why did wrestling never really penetrate for me like i was friends with people who loved wrestling like ernie o'donnell and sam holland were big fucking wrestling fans but i never jumped on board and and yet it had the things i like best battles where people weren't really gonna get hurt like in boxing motherfuckers hurt themselves and shit but in wrestling you know i'm not taking anything away a bunch of people get angry like what the fuck wrestling hurts i'm sure yes but you know there's a bit you know what i don't even touch that it's a hot potato but you know what i'm saying if you're fucking boxing you're getting punched in in the face and the head and the kidneys yeah. well the wrestling shit is physical but to a certain to a certain degree it's choreographed and you, I, hey, it's brian johnson to, said that not it's me it's designed for you not to get hurt yeah. well, i'm not talking about mma <laughs> like just yeah, regular uh, wrestling so you're gonna the, be in an airport and some fucking mma guy is gonna be like i heard you said some shit he's gonna grab your beard and knee you in the fucking face yeah I'm like, well, <laughs> who's a pussy now you're like i didn't even fucking say anyone was a pussy as you fucking pass out i get a phone call like do you know brian johnson I said yeah he's a comic book man self <laughs> <laughs> and they go well he's fucking at the hospital right now. would you happen to have a copy of his dental records <laughs> <laughs> which hospital the one closest to lax where the incident happened what happened ran into an mma guy who heard him on a podcast yeah, he's popping off at the mouth and-, <laughs> <laughs> and he said i'll show you and-, and like his last words were like aren't you gonna get kev too <laughs> <laughs> he threw me under the bus what a prick i loved him like, like a brother like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like oh my god i think that's brock lesnar at my tour <laughs> is that an mma name maybe <laughs> i think i heard that name once <laughs> Ken um, Shamrock, Ken Shamrock. Oh my God, Ken Shamrock's at my fucking yeah. door. <laughs> Who's a pussy now? Silent Bill. I'm like, oh, he's clearly he's... me, because I'm not going to come out. And, and it's Bob, not Bill. You're unfamiliar with my work, <laughs> as I as I am with yours. So we're even. Let's not fight. Um, I had that that we probably talked about it on podcast a long time ago. I had that happen when I was in high school, where people were outside a house and they wanted to beat me up um a classmate of yours pm oh okay <coughs> was mad only time i was ever like stalked by somebody who wanted to fight me i didn't want to fight 
after school, this kid was older than me and way fucking tougher. And there was no real reason to fight. Very little to lose. Oh, (laughs) he had nothing to lose. I had everything to fucking lose. And it was also like, it was instigated by the fact that I was talking to his girlfriend in class. But like, clearly she wasn't like, oh my God, I might get with this heavy set boy in husky jeans. Like she already had a boyfriend who was older, this guy PM. Um, we were just chit-chatting always like you know she was fun and 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 uh i he caught me one day i pulled her desk like over to mine and he she i saw her face go white and she was looking out the classroom door and he was fucking standing there and he saw it and shit and i looked and made eye contact with him and a chill went down my spine so then for the rest of the day the word came back to me that was like he's three o'clock high absolutely he's like he's gonna beat your ass man the moment and fucking uh, you you school's over i it was all about ernie o'donnell was uh, like trying to fucking shield me because his brother was friends with that guy his brother jay was friends with this dude pm so it was like not type friends but he was like you can't fucking beat that kid up he's come on look at him he's really pulling exactly he's he's fucking he's he's not he can't take a fucking punch like you'll destroy him and stuff. he's crying right now you already hurt his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> the fact you don't like him is punishment enough because he's one of those fuckers needs to be liked uh, and not having the like of you, PM. Well, well look, I, I, I know you're no Gene Dixon, but look far into the future. He'll still be trying to get approval from complete strangers. Trust me, you won. You won, all right? Oh my you God, already you, won. <laughs> wait, he'll, he'll be standing in front of thousands of people in Hall H at the San Diego Comic-Con. It will never be enough, PM. Don't you understand? He's an empty moral guff that will never be filled. He just needs satisfaction. He needs approval. He can't approve himself. You win. You win. You don't have to punch him. You win without a single fucking punch. He's just like, but would it make it worse? <laughs> yeah, I just won't bloody him. So fucking uh, <laughs> after school, we had to run home, dude. Like I had to, you know, fucking double time. Henry Hudson? Yeah. Wow. I, I can't remember if Jay gave us a ride or not. We ran part of the way and then Jay picked us up. Like I remember car, Ernie's brother, Jay, not Jason Muse. He was like way too young. His documents with different identities for you guys. <laughs> yeah, he was cracked open a fucking <laughs> safe that had different passports, a wad of cash and pistols. <laughs> I'm not even fucking Kevin Smith. My name is Brian David. I've been on the run for the last <laughs> 32 <You're>, years. Yeah. <laughs> like so important. I don't even have a fake. Do you have a? Okay, there's a fake mustache. I'll just put that on. <laughs> that's, what I, that's why I grew the beard. If I took this off, there are people in the world that are like, that's fucking Brian David. I thought, a fucking he, reward for this I thought he was killed by PM in high school. <laughs> Uh, they did save my, I know, even that tells you the story right there. Uh, it's 32, it, no, 34 years later, I'm afraid to say his name lest he kick my ass. <laughs> Not even in a court of law with a lawsuit, but just right. like I'd be in Highlands one day and be like, you, fucking step in front of my car, I'm too much of a chicken to run him down. He yanks me out of the fucking driver's <laughs> side onto Bay Avenue and beats me in front of the Twin Light Tavern. Is there anything more possessive than a, like protecting their turf than a high school boyfriend? It is so weird you say that. We just went out to lunch uh, this afternoon to Veggie Grill. I go to fucking Veggie Grill every day. You would think they pay me to go to Veggie Grill. Yeah, thank God PM wasn't there. Because... Oh, my God. That's the only way I wouldn't go to Veggie Grill. And even then, I might be like, well, I'm just going to walk past him real fast. It's going to happen sooner or later. If he tries to grab me, I'm going to be like, no, PM, no. I'm just keep moving forward. No. I'm talking to her. No. Yeah. 33 years later, that wasn't no. Help. Just, just with the help. Just like, somebody help me.
Is that Silent Bob? <laughs> no, Silent Bob's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> He's crying really loud. <laughs> doesn't even sound like a man. Oh my God. Are those two old men fighting? <laughs> Is that one old man, older man beating the, the shit out of that younger man? Why would he just say his full name? Why does he keep saying please, PM, please? <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's in reverence. I don't know. Probably. He's still pissed scared if he won't say his name, even as the man, even as quote unquote PM beats him to death. It clearly has recognized him. <laughs> we were going to Veggie Grill. Pete wasn't there. Oh, God. <laughs> we're halfway there. I'm halfway to death. Um, he will, uh, we go to Veggie Grill. We're sitting around eating. It's me and the wife and the kid. And. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. all that's in front of them <laughs> no no dude i'll never forget i was saying to my wife the other day boy now i'm getting one story within a story i'm accepting my own stories but like I, I couldn't remember who i was talking to but i was talking about the time when my dad fell in front of my house <laughs> oh god it was so formative like, I love my father. He was a wonderful man. I, I, I don't, like, hero worship my father. I, I, I um, idolize. I don't know. I've, I've, I, I dug my dad. But he was not, like, he, you know, my dad never even went to one of my Little League games. So, and, you know, he had a good excuse. He's like, I work nights. Like, I don't care. Yeah, and also, you suck, right? Like, I'm sure if I was a champion, he would have been, I, I went to every game. But he's like, you know, Grace, is he good? And my mom was like, I, I don't know baseball, but I don't think so. <laughs> he wasn't out there much. Does that count? And my dad's like, nah, that's what I thought. I'm going to work. Yeah, she's like, are you going to go to one of Tiger's games? He's like, I'm not reading about him in the papers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <And> that's enough. <laughs> he ain't special. He ain't special. Although, if I could have delivered the papers, like, you know, oh, my God, fucking, uh, I hit a home run and brought everybody home, whatever that's called. I don't even know the term. He's like, <laughs> the Smithly Times that you can <laughs> in your bedroom. I printed it to him. Look, Dad, what a scoop. Extra, extra. Youngest son does it all. <laughs> Local hero. His <laughs> approval. He's like, Dad, Dad, read page two. Owes it all to Dad. <laughs> Grace, he's sucking up. Yeah, this should have led, stupid idiot. <laughs> Grace, why am I buried on the second? He buried the lead. The Smithly Time should be run out of business. <laughs> I believe it was bought by um, Don Co. Yeah, just, just, Don just so he could fucking put it out, so he didn't have to read this shit anymore. He's like, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> that was the beginning of the end of the newspaper business. Happened when I was 11 and shit. A lot of people are just catching up now, going like, "Oh, the death of media." Well, it was killed in my family by Don Co. years ago. We are now at the 30-year mark. It's July. What are we, July? Yeah, July 2018. 30 years ago, I graduated from uh, high school, from Henry Hudson. I mean, wow. 30 years and like two months back. But this, like 30 years ago, from right now, if I can go back in time, I'm sitting there going, what the fuck am I going to do with the rest of my life? Because I didn't apply to colleges and stuff like that. Um you know, I didn't really want to go, but I was like, I'm going to wait a year and then go with, with Kim, with my girlfriend. She was a year behind me in school, but then we wound up splitting up. So I was like, Oh my God, I didn't, I didn't fucking make any plan. What am I going to fucking do? So at this point, 30 years ago, we're not even hanging out yet. 
you and I. I know Brian because he's a local and stuff like that. And he would always try to steal my girlfriend, Norma, <laughs> in high school, come over at the lunch table and be really fucking charming and shit. So there's so 30 years ago from right now, I am, I still don't, Clerks is not even a possibility. I've never decided that I want to be a filmmaker. I like movies a lot. Uh, 30 years ago, gone to Quick Stop. I don't even know Quick Stop exists because it's in Leonardo and we never really go to Leonardo. So the thing, the institution, the building that will change my life hasn't even entered my life yet, even though I live a mere three miles from it. And you drive past it every day to get to that liquor store. Yes, yes. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. And sometimes we'd stop at that light and shit. Never once. I mean, you know, I didn't bother getting anything to eat because once I got to the liquor store, they had a deli. That's how I got the job at the liquor store because I can make a sandwich and shit. But I did. I drove past Quick Stop all the fucking time. Man. I like but, the idea of you pulling up like to the light on the highway, looking over, seeing one of the counter boys like leaving. You'd be like, "Fucking loser!" Riding <laughs> 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 up the highway. Cut to one year later. I'm like, I'm the loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I came by to let you guys know. Uh... Remember getting judged like hardcore for fucking working at the convenience store? Mm -hmm. Like, especially when, God forbid, people you went to school with or went to school around the same time you did would come in like to buy stuff. Be like, what are you doing here? I thought you would have died of a heroin overdose by now. <laughs> <laughs> not me, not yet. <laughs> um, it was just so like, you know, like uh, and uh, Friday nights. I remember Friday and Saturday nights like uh um folks that i went to school with moved in across the street or no there was a guy who lived across the street that a girl that we went to school with was dating so not only her who was a classmate of mine but all of her friends who were also classmates of mine would meet at that house and they would all come in to get cigarettes at quick stop and so there i was and on a friday or saturday night they were all fucking going out to get like party on and hammered and shit like that and they'd stop to get cigarettes and there's me fucking like on the phone with your mom Mom, i gotta go the cool kids are here Click yes on, on a payphone <laughs> in the stretch to the counter and shit like that next to a rack of porn that is just shameful to think that like that would ever be sold in public and also <laughs> you got to remember these were cats who when i was in high school they saw me in the plays and like I do the talent shows and stuff. So I, sh I showed quote unquote promise, but I didn't go on to college and shit. And some of them went on to like business school and whatnot. So there was an awful lot of like, you know, they would, they weren't, I was always appreciative that they weren't out and out like, ew, you fucked up or whatever the fuck. But there was this sense of like, you know, oh, like, you mm -hmm. know, I guess, Kev's not rich enough to go to college or smart enough to go to college or whatever the fuck. There was a sense of like not disdain, but like, and not pity, but like, oh, I thought he would, he'd do more like than this. And yet when nobody was in there judging me, it's like, great. I could do even less. <laughs> oh my God. I love that job. But still to this day, I sometimes think here and, and you got to remember, this is saying a lot. I live a life where we're now where anytime I'm like, Oh, I want to do this. We just fucking do it and stuff like that. I don't have to work for nobody and shit like that. I literally, if I, I do whatever I want and, and you know, fucking make, try to make a living out of it and stuff. So for me to say this with no hint of irony, quick stop is the best job I ever had. This is a job I now for a living and myself, which should be the best job anyone could ever have. Cause it requires very little of you other than you wake up. That's it. But 
fuck that job was good particularly when like we were left to our own devices and shit like that start bringing the tv over and then the vcr so you're like fuck there's a video store right there i could be watching everything and stuff like finding little ways to work within the system and even that wasn't enough like close the video store to come over and watch movies together together because to watch them separately would be asking too much <laughs> <laughs> even though we had multiple copies of some of the movies <laughs> it's like literally you could have watched one and we could have watched it like simultaneously separate copies but instead we we're like come over here and watch it you know it's inconvenience everyone and people would be like people would come in with such a hostile attitude open the door <laughs> so mad and be like is that store open or not and you're like yeah, yeah. brian would like slink <laughs> away from the counter so slowly still watching the program we were watching can you pause that and then like meet the person at the door and be like oh like this person was putting brian out of out of his fucking way oh those were the days they were and then like well the good thing was like you knew when they came in they were immediately turning left to the new release shit they weren't gonna like we had such grand designs in the beginning. We're like, we should have employees picked because everyone will respect us. <laughs> you know? You're still carrying a fucking nail in your heart for that, <laughs> for the dreams that didn't pan out at RST where you're like, you know, we tried to show them good movies, quality movies, but they wanted fucking Navy SEALs. They wanted, yeah, they wanted garbage. Yeah. They're like, yeah, but have you seen this? They're like, nope, not interested. They're like, bro, we didn't come here for your opinion. We We, we wouldn't even... One day in the future, we won't even have to talk to you to watch a movie. But yeah. for now, you are the arbitrary gatekeeper. <laughs> Not ever. But then there were some people that like just loved to talk movies. It was like a proto internet, right? Where, you know, fucking people would come in, return a movie, and they'd be like, Oh, I liked it, man. This was real good. And if you recommended it, you felt like a rock star and shit. Like, you know, they'd be like, What else you got? That was good. You got any something something else like that? Um these were the days before social media where like micro interactions like this gave one a sense of like, okay, I'm okay in this world. Like when you're on social media, you throw up a fucking post and a bunch of people hit a little heart and shit. And you're like, I'm liked. <sighs> you let out a sigh. Cause you're like, I'm not socially maladroit. I know how to blend with this fucking world. We didn't have that back then. So what we have were micro interactions with the fucking public. Like I was telling the kid today, um, like we went into veggie grill, you know, I didn't even give him my order. Like when I walked up to the counter, I go there every fucking day. So the guy was just like Mondo nachos with, you know, double cheese, double beans, kill everything else. And a beyond burger with no lettuce, you know, fucking tomato or onion. And I was like, Oh my God, absolutely. And stuff. so, you know, we go back to the table to give you a number and they bring your food out and the kids like, they didn't give us a number. I'm like, Pfft. They don't got to give us a number, man. They know who the fuck I am here, man. I eat here every fucking day and shit like that. And I explained how like that makes me, because she was like, look at you. You like that. Like my kid was making fun of me. I was like, I do. Cause it makes me feel just a little bit special. And I used to do it for people when I worked at quick stop. Like when people come in frequently to the point where you're like, I, I know this person, you're starting chit chat with them. You're like a bartender and shit. Like people would come in, I'd see them pull up through the window or whatever, or they would come in and march right to the back to go get a, a gallon of milk. But I knew they were going to buy cigarettes and I knew their brand. If you had their cigarettes waiting on the counter for them, it was so, so fucking small, but for that moment, they were the Godfather. Yes. Yes. Bitch. <laughs> it was just, you weren't like, you just like, and you knew these cats cause you you fucking ministered to them every day. You were selling to them every day. 
and you know none of them had rock star lives where people were kissing their asses and shit a lot of them were fucking workers just like fucking hated their jobs and fucking supporting families and shit like that but for that one golden moment when they walked into the fucking store they were like they know me here yeah. they it's, know that I smoked the Newports and the Newports are waiting for me right there they'd stink of the lamp <laughs> <laughs> We lived in coal country. <laughs> They'd come in with dust all over them and shit like that. Um, but so that when I go to, go to Veggie Grill, that's what it feels like to me. Like it puts a little fucking a micro spring in my step because I'm like, oh, they noticed. Like they yeah. paid attention. Just like those cats, what were they coming in and doing? Really, you know, buying fucking cigarettes. Nobody was ever going to pat them on the back for that, right? But Unless they did. They were it. coughing their lungs out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> try to save them with the Heimlich. <laughs> But it, it it meant something, man. The idea of like, here, man, I know I know your brand. Here, lady, I know your brand and shit like that. Um, now it gets now I I have that at Veggie Grill, and I realize it's not that you're any more special. It's just they they can't fucking help. You but, you won't let them. Forget yeah, you. <laughs> just like all those people that came in. I'm like, I know he likes Newports because every time he comes to the counter, he's like, pack of Newports. So if I got the Newports waiting, great. Uh. And it wasn't necessarily like, I want to make them happy, but it wasn't also like, if I didn't give a fuck, I wouldn't have done it. So I must have given a fuck on some level and wanted to see that dude feel a little better walking out of the joint. Like, it's easier to make him fucking smile. Brian was the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's like, why am I going to let him leave without fucking with him a little bit? So when they walked in in a decent mood, they walked out going, fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> He shit on their experience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where Randall comes from. I was going to say, like, in my mind, like, when you're go when you're down there with Harley and they're like, hey, like, the reason they have your order ready is they're like, he won't stop talking about how he's here all the time. Let him get, let's get him the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah. as fast as we can. He's I'm always annoying. just like, it's me again. <laughs> you know? Hoo-hoo. Look. <laughs> Cover my eyes. Hoo-hoo. It's me. Guess who? Give me the like, usual. They call me the usual here. Did, have you guys started that? No, they haven't started calling me the usual yet. But One day they're going to name this fucking shit after me. I know it, right? Is it today? Not today, but fucking it's coming. <laughs> Woo-hoo. It's, I'm here. I would be honored if they were like, we're going to just call this Kevin Smith because you order. It's a combo meal. Like it's the Mondo nachos and the, and the vegan burger, right. the beyond burger. And they're like, look, you're here every fucking day. One more. If you're here one more minute, you'll be a fucking stool. <laughs> Come on, Paul. What are we talking about? Here? <laughs> um, that like it, at RST. So if a motherfucker's like, can you put aside, I don't know, young guns too. <laughs> you go out of your way to put aside young guns too and you tell your fucking buddy that you work the store with like hey man you know he's coming in <laughs> i would say that but <laughs> i was like this is for him he's been talking about this movie for fucking three months since we put the poster up like day one he wants this movie so leave this aside right here it's for this guy he's been asking about it huh a lot big <laughs> a lot <laughs> all right i'm going next door now I'll, do I'll the totally totally hold on to it for him. do the right thing and <laughs> cut to fucking cut to this guy bombing into the fucking store man blasting into quick stop going like 
what the fuck? I told him to fucking hold on to Young Guns too. You said you had it. I was like, I did. It's under the counter. He fucking rented it out. And Brian coming in behind him going, ha, 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 ha. Like this dude, seriously, his whole fucking day was like, fuck this noise. Fuck this worst of all possible worlds. I hate my life. I hate who I have to work with. I like hate all wrong. of this. I married wrong. Oh, <laughs> I've done is wrong. Fuck. This is the only thing that's going to make this temporarily right is I'm going to fucking get my drink on and watch Young the Fuck Guns too, man. <laughs> and I know they got me covered at that store because I'm a regular and the fucking fat dude said he had me and he shit puts like that. He up on the counter all the time. He knows I like the Newports. Like, fucking, <laughs> I know he's got me. I'm a king there and shit. I just hope that one asshole ain't working. But he probably ain't. And it's yeah, all so going to be good. Why don't you come and watch this? Why don't you come and watch how I get treated? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to like this. You're going to wish you got treated like this. Oh my god! He fucking. I've never. Oh no, it's the asshole. I don't think I've seen an angrier person to the point where, if your story ends with that man finding you and shooting you in public one day, yeah. I would be like, "That's tragic," and I'm not saying he had it coming. <laughs> Granted, it was about a movie about guns that had guns in the title, Young Guns. It was the second one. You're so. under indictment for fucking aiding and abetting. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> You knew like, we wanted to rent that so bad. He's, you could have helped, and you didn't. <laughs> I'm doing time. Because uh, you this, were like, ha, ha, ha. Poor, ha. poor baby's cut down in the prime of his life. <laughs> I want you to go to casper.com slash savings right now, and you're going to get 10% off any order with a mattress, man. This special offer is going to expire September 3rd, 2018. So act now. Terms and conditions apply, man. What am I talking about? Why am I barking? Because it's Labor Day coming up, man. And Casper, Casper's got you covered for Labor Day. Podcast listeners, all of my podcast listeners, are invited to say goodbye to summer with Casper by taking advantage of Casper's limited-time Labor Day offer, man. That's right, Casper's expert team of engineers and designers research, prototype, and test their mattresses to meet the needs of all kinds of sleepers and folks that don't sleep, you know what I'm saying, and provide what's just right, man, that just right balance of comfort and support, man. The breathable design of each mattress helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night, man. Try a Casper at home for 100 nights right in your damn house, risk-free. If you're not in love, they'll come pick it up and refund you everything. No questions asked. You know how I feel about Casper. Night of my heart attack, I slept on a Casper pillow. Slept like a baby, man. Shouldn't have slept at all. Should have been lying awake going, oh my God, mortality. I almost shuffled loose the motor coil. But Jason Muse, he brought me a Casper pillow, man. I put my head on that. Slept like a babe. It was amazing, man. Casper. You need this in your life. It's the fun box to open where the mattress like pops out of it like a transformer, man. For a limited time, visit casper.com slash savings and get 10% off any order with a mattress. This special offer expires September 3rd, 2018. So act now. Terms and conditions apply, man. Casper. Casper mattresses. Um, 30 fucking years ago, from this moment, some of the most formative shit that would make me who I am today still hasn't happened. We haven't even started hanging out yet. I haven't even started hanging out with Walter. I'm working with Walter. <laughs> if you could call it that. He would say uh, some ghost. <laughs> yeah. He's like, there's like another guy at work. Some fucking 
ass bite another guy. That's what I call. <laughs> That's, what I call. That's my little nickname for him. Ass bite another guy. <laughs> I'll have him answer to it before long. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least the fucking acronym, (laughs) ABOG. She says, ABOG. Him and Timmy and some kids are like, "Ah, ah, ah." hey guys, who wants to play some booze? Who wants to fit? All right. ABOG, come on over. (laughs) Stop calling me that. No, it's nice. It's your nickname. (laughs) Trying to convince me. (laughs) Gaslighting you. It's cool. Remember, like, I thought you said you liked it. You did like it. Gaslighting me. (laughs) Um, That's what I have Shecky call Marty because Shecky and Marty got in a fight and fucking Shecky's ass got bit and she had scars on it. So, you know, in my world, when I give voices to the dogs, Shecky doesn't acknowledge the other dog like has a name. She doesn't call her Marty. She just calls her that ass biting other dog. <laughs> Whenever she comes in the room, they make eye contact and she's like, there's that ass biting other dog. And then she goes about her fucking Backs shit. out of the room. <laughs> yeah, just goes back slowly. Um, yeah, man, that's fucking nuts. Like 30 years ago from this moment, um, I'm flailing. I'm trying to think, when did I go to school? It wasn't until December. So was I working at at Byright yet? I think I was. Yeah, that was in the summer. I get the Byright job soon. And I think this is the summer 30 years ago that I hang out with Jeff Anderson, who was in Clerks as Randall, and Vic, our high school friend, um, and smoke a lot of weed. My first experience with weed, I believe, was 30 years ago right around now that's right because uh everyone went back to school in september page quas went to georgian court and i was smoking weed um i'd been smoking weed for a couple months and i went to visit her and you know she said you're not funny anymore now that you started smoking weed and i was like oh my god and then i never fucking smoked (laughs) fuck you (laughs) no no (laughs) flailing from side to side She's like, nobody's even touching you. I'm like, get off! No! <laughs> but I did. I wouldn't smoke weed for a while because Paige was like, you're not funny when you smoke weed. Now, to be fair, that was like fucking 80s New Jersey weed. Like, if I'd had this weed now, she'd yeah, be like, you're hysterical, Kevin. Which Smith. may have, yeah, been so shitty. Pete Murray. Oh, fuck. Oh, you fucking. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Everyone's going to know. <laughs> They're going to tell you. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Brian, I got to stay no. at your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Silent J shot in public today. <laughs> no, like it was name was it was Silent Bob. Oh, it was a fuck what it is. Something else happened. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. Here's the next story. There was nothing anybody could do. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just went away. What do you mean he went away? <coughs> he when just I, um... slipped away. When I worked at a, when we were in RST, that mm. was around the time that a uh, the Goodfellas standee came in. I remember I made the word balloon for the standee uh, coming out of uh, Robert De Niro's mouth, and he's like, "We want the the F and fee for the F and late rental." Right, but I didn't write fucking. He wrote F dash dash. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, stars. And I remember somebody getting offended by that. Jill Burbank got offended by that. She was like, oh, "That means the F word." She goes. She tell? I don't know. I remember it coming down pretty quick after that, so I feel like she. You probably, took it down yourself, or somebody else? I think, else uh, I think Toppers took it down. See, there, your creativity wasn't encouraged; it was discouraged. 
Even at age, how old were you? Like 20 at that point, 22 when you were working at Chris Probably Stone. 21, 22, somewhere in there. See, if somebody had only said, I'm like, like, just that's a young boy. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> they fucking squashed your dreams and shit. Um, if somebody had just encouraged you and said, look, fucking, you know, like, keep being funny. Maybe don't do it on the fucking Goodfellas poster where everybody and their children see it and shit. But I mean, still, I think that's like, I think that's funny. Like, and yeah, it's yeah. not offensive in the least. Even by 1989, 91 standards, like. That's not that bad. Not bad at all. It's tame and lame. Not lame. Like, you fucking do I didn't better. write the word out. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was, you had the presence of mind to be like, F dash, just dash. And the, 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 you're trading on, everybody knows they curse a lot in that movie and they want the money and stuff like that and scenes like give me the fucking money when he's strangling Maury yeah that's the thing it's like you can take it as a very general mafia type thing or if you know even more about Goodfellas yeah it's for his Maury wig loan he wants some money you got it kid you got it people get uptight it's amazing though we never lost our jobs it's a true testimony (laughs) to not how good of a workers we are but how little the, the toppers wanted to work the stores anymore like, they found somebody who'd come in. We lived local, so we'd come in all the time. So they were like, eh, don't do that. And then they'd go home because they didn't want to deal with shit. They Until they like, lived for so like much. a year. I've, who did we answer to? It uh, had to be some person because I don't remember what we did with the money. I don't remember. Um, Surya. Surya. So he was in charge. Surya, I think, was in charge, but he was like, you have to do this. And we're like, fuck you. <laughs> and then he'd be like, because I told he came him, after and us. Listen. He came after us, too. It was yeah. like we'd been working there longer. <laughs> and so yeah, It's like having your younger sibling babysit you. <laughs> yes. It's like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> you. Like, you see what I do around here? Clearly, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> do you think you're going to be the guy? <laughs> yeah, like you're in charge now. <laughs> <laughs> you're crazy. But it wasn't even like you weren't hostile with him. He'd just tell you to do things like, um, I speak you, Brian. You fix that, I tell you. And Brian wouldn't fix that. And then fucking Surya would turn to me and be like, I speak Brian to fix it. And I'm like, I was right there. I saw the whole misadventure. But I was the other. That was Randall. That was very Randall behavior. That's where Randall comes from. I was the guy where he's like, I speak you, do this. I'm like, all right. And I'd eventually break down and do it. Where he could have gotten to the point, I'm sure, where he's like, I speak you, suck my dick. I'm like, all right. But just. <laughs> I'm sure you already asked Brian. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, he fucking talked you into that shit? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. He's fucking, he, he hasn't seen his family in a long time. Remember he left his family behind? Did you tell anybody? Or are you, it sounds like you left your family. <laughs> it like, sounds like you're making this up right now. Yeah, like, like, do they even know you've left it. yet? <laughs> <laughs> like, when do they find this out? But that was I the plan. you, keep trap shut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I speak you, I'll kill you in your sleep. I speak you, I know where you live. <laughs> Kevin Smith. I'm like, all right, all right, sir. But he... Uh, <laughs> what family? That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, they don't matter to me. They're dead to me. <laughs> do as you will. And to you, and I guess everyone else as well, but... I've said too much. How about we just play a cool <laughs> It's true. He left his family behind with the hope of being able to bring them eventually. Yeah. But it's a lot a, to give up. And it's a country a that we take. Side. Yeah. Remember, remember the that. side piece and he brought her to. I was about about to paint him as noble, but you're right. He also <laughs> had no way. American He's a scoundrel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he brought her to the, uh, to the Hindu festival over at the PNC arts center. I remember he's like, I speak you. I'm going on date. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> On date. I remember he went so far as 
Remember he had a video camera and then he was like, I speak, you look. And he showed me a video <laughs> of him. He sounds, like, he sounds like a robot that's programmed to say, I speak, you. And then it's just like tell you what he's going to say anyway. <laughs> like fucking, uh, um, what should we call it? Uh, like Twiki on Buck Rogers. It was his version of Beady Beady. <laughs> but to be fair, that's not even a stereotype. Admit that he said, I speak you well, at the beginning like of every, every sentence. It was his version of Jay Muse's Noinch or yeah. Snoogans. Or like, yeah, just like basically, let me tell you something before yes. they say it. It was his nervous tick. Listen to me. But he, uh, yeah, his essentially his opener. But he goes, I speak you look. And he shows me this video that he shot of him like hugging this girlfriend and stuff. And I was like, this is before the days of like homemade porn and like fucking dick pics long before yeah. that. But even then I was just like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> he doesn't want me to pay money for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what's going to happen? <laughs> Are they going to fuck? Yeah, he's How like, long do I watch? Yeah, like, like, I don't want to offend you, him. Owe me money now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I speak, you pay up. <laughs> I'm like, what? What with I didn't want to watch that. I was, I, you should pay me. I'm fucking, I'm hurt. Like, I speak, you deadbeat. <laughs> yeah, like, don't spread that around. <laughs> don't, you know what? I speak, you five bucks. I'm like, all right, fucking, here's worth, I don't want the hassle. Here's five bucks. <laughs> that was a scam. <laughs> you got me, you got you. You got her nine times a day, right? <laughs> <laughs> He walked away with an extra 30 or 50 bucks a day. <laughs> it's called the ice PQ scam. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what the ring was based on. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, if you watch this movie, you're going to owe Sir you five bucks. They're like, no way. <laughs> what the ring was based on? I'm like a trap to owe this guy five bucks. You watch the video. He's like, I speak, you've got seven days to give me five dollars. <laughs> Or you're as dead as they were in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, yes, they they left us in charge for like a year, yeah. and we didn't burn the place down or anything like that. Like we actually ran a fairly tight ship. Like, you know, we ate food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to say we didn't. <laughs> a lot of food. <laughs> But, like, we made sure others didn't. Like, it's crazy. We were like, hey, hey, only some animals are more equal than others. <laughs> you got to pay for those Twinkies as we ate free Twinkies. I remember when somebody tried to run the fucking diaper scam on us. What was the diaper, diaper it, scam? It was like they would they would come in the door and they would walk all the way down the right wall really quickly, if you're, especially if you were distracted by someone else. And then they would come up to the counter with the diapers and try to return them, even though they had just grabbed them. Right. And this was, again, non-computer system. It wasn't like, hey, man, like on the digital records that show us. It was like one of those old-timey beep, 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 yeah. that prints it up on tape and shit. Yeah. So rather than, and they'd be like, we bought them from Topper and we're returning them to you. So give us the money. And the diapers were like over 10 bucks and shit like that. So you'd wind up fucking refunding somebody for something they didn't even buy that they just grabbed off the shelf. And then you would feel st stupid like it sure. wasn't like you were necessarily looking out for the honor of, of quick stop. You were like, don't fucking <laughs> dupe me. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very personal and shit where you're like, man, you stole that from me, even though they didn't steal it from you. They were stealing it from quick stop. Yeah. 
That was a mom and pop shop. Could you imagine what assholes we would have been if we'd worked in like a big box store? I mean, we wouldn't have made it very far, obviously. Yeah, I think the oversight would have been a little stronger. No doubt. And they would have been like, you guys don't actually work. Those two. You just sit around and make fun of shit and whatnot. (laughs) So you should probably go. But that was like our comedy lab, right? Like fucking, you know, some people went and did improvs and shit like that. And if you lived out in California, you could fucking do comedy shops and whatnot. We worked at Quick Stop. And fucking that was where we honed our comedy chops and only and not because we were like one day we'll take this on the road we're gonna be stars i tell you stars but just because you know out of i don't want to be bored or fucking like i'm not the asshole you're the asshole because there was a lot of why. judgment yeah oh my god there were a lot of judgment cast our way because we should have been doing different jobs supposedly or we should have been above this so you wanted to be sharp and you were always kind of ready to go and on your toes to defend like i wouldn't call it knee jerk but like you know yeah i work in a convenience store so what so you you try to be funnier and smoother and shit like that to make up for the quote-unquote perceived deficit of working a menial job what others consider a menial job and maybe that's my my father saw the post office like you know like i'm i was always like why did he stop there and he was like look it was easy. He never painted as fun. Like he'd come home, he hated working at the post office. So it wasn't like he had a Brian Johnson there where he went to work and they had a fucking good time and shit like that. There was no Shirley to his Laverne and shit. He just went to work, fucking worked at lunchtime, like would fucking work and eat by himself or whatever. Oh shit, that's what we were talking about a long time ago. The day my father fell in front of the fucking house. Mm-hmm. Um my old man and I and I talked about that that's what the that's what the veggie girl story was i was talking about that with the the wife and, and the kid <laughs> about like embarrassing the kid or something like that was there something like um yeah i talked about hall h a couple of days ago with jennifer hall h san diego the year that uh, force awakens was there uh jj took everybody out to go listen to the, the live Williams orchestra thing. and fucking a place emptied and fucking nobody was there and the internet like roasted me there were a bunch of fucking internet journalist who like took pictures from the back like nobody's here ha ah, ha fuck kevin smith and shit so you see jen halfway out the door leaving yeah i'm like i'm married to the you. picture she's like i've heard all these fucking stories she's like i'm gonna go to the firefly panel <laughs> i'm like you don't even watch that show fucking i might start oh man so she uh so i had a much better fucking uh panel but I remember that this year, like it was packed and showed Hollywood. It was great. And then this year it was probably fucking packed because people were like, you almost died. Let's see the freak who lived the fucking <laughs> it lived. That'd be a great entrance. <laughs> yeah. Like, ladies Igor, and gentlemen, there's like the lightning freak bolts who and lived. shit. Yeah. Like dry ice. and crap. <laughs> <laughs> I lived. <laughs> They're like, we know. Yeah. You like throw off your Igor hump and fucking sackcloth. And it's like, it's me, Kevin Smith. They're like, we knew like, that was all we expected. You didn't have to expend all this fucking money, dude. <laughs> um, so I rem- I talked to Jen. I was like, do you think, and this is years later, I was like, do you think she was embarrassed by that? Do you think the kid, because like, I was like, oh, Hall H and shit, and she gets out there. And nobody, and I remember the kid on s- stage or afterwards was like, <clears throat> you said nobody was here, but this is a lot of people because it was like 2,000. That was 2,000 out of a 6,000 seater. So that meant like two-thirds of it empty. Uh, but she saw it at one third. She's like, I've never stood in front of this many people in my fucking life. Either that or she's a really good actress and she was just trying to make me feel good. So I asked Jen fairly recently, I was like, do you think that like embarrassed her? Like, do you think when she thinks about like, ew, the most embarrassing moments 
about my father, my dad being my dad. Like everybody has that to some degree. Um, would that be her moment? Or is there something I'm not even fucking thinking of? Because I know what my moment was for my dad. And it was one time he went and it was my fucking fault, kind of. <clears throat> I was hanging out with Kim at her house. She lives in Atlantic Highlands. So I was, uh, I, I had a moped. I drove all the place, all over the place on the moped between my house and Kim's house all the time. It was too late to go home on the moped. It was about midnight. <clears throat> so my father was home from work. Normally he worked Monday nights to Friday nights. This was a Saturday night. So I'm like, Dad, can you come get me? And like, he fucking, you know, he didn't want to leave the house. He's like, you know, fucking God uh. damn it. Yes, Grace, fuck. And she wasn't even there. She was out. So he had to come get me. Otherwise, I'd be kind of trapped there and shit like that, which would have been fine with me. But I was like, they they want to go to bed, like Kim's family and shit like that. So my dad left. And, you know, the drive between Highlands and fucking Atlantic Highlands, where, where I lived and where Kim lived, um, is what? 10 minutes 15 minutes round trip if oh. if you jump in which i'm assuming you do this he would pull he up, up i'd get in he'd hit the jug and we'd turn around and fucking go right back to to highland so so we're uh we drive home and he's already kind of pissed that he had to come get me and my father was I, again i loved him and shit and uh it, but he wasn't like so hey man what'd you do what'd you guys talk about did you ever think about hey did you read the news just you would drive quietly or unless, you know, he had something to be like, your mom said, or something like that. But he couldn't, like, just start a conversation with him, like, Dad, what did you want to be when you were a your kid? Your mom said she found her panties in your room again. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, that's a story for another ride. Oh, Dad, that what? static cling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God damn it, I hate having to drive the one home. You're going to ride the rest of the way in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> he stops. He's like, pops the truck. Get in there. I'm like, what? Get in the fucking trunk, tiger. You're taking up all my air. <laughs> <laughs> so we get back and after a quiet ride home and we pull up and my neighbor across the street uh, was having a party at his house. A couple people over and shit. Now, I don't mean like fucking, there were a thousand people there. Like fucking 10 people over his house. He lived in a small house. But that meant a lot of parking problems on our street. So my dad pulled away and when he pulled away, somebody parked in a spot, but they didn't know it was a spot. And technically, it's not his spot. That's a big Highlands thing where, especially with women, I've noticed they're like, somebody's parked in front of the house. That's our spot. Yes. And it's like, you don't own that. You don't get, like, parking's optional. Like, we, we were lucky enough that we lived in a, a not very populated town. Um, and so we could like put our car, we had a driveway, but we could leave the cars like right there on the fucking street, but it was not through manifest. It wasn't like when you buy this house, you buy the spot in front of the house and that's where you get to park your car and it's marked and we'll put your name on it and shit like that. It's catch as catch can. So the old man, he didn't feel that way. He left, we come back and his spot, quote unquote, his spot is taken and instantly it's starting to car. He's like, what the hell? Oh, and he's getting mad and shit. And I'm like, well, just we and now, cause now he's got a parallel park and shit. And so he pulls, he's trying to parallel park and he fucking like pulls the car in the worst possible way. And he would get out of the car. He's fucking mad. Cause he had, it took him like 
five minutes to like er, 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 pull the car. Did he and get the, straight in the end, or was he still kind of like fine enough? enough. <laughs> fine, it was, it was good enough. But the thing is, you know, the fucking party across the street is watching the whole time. Like, look at this shit. Ah. All square Don and his fucking virgin son. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh my god, I want to pitch that as a network show. All square Don and his virgin son. It's like a courtship for Eddie's father for the twenty first century. <laughs> <laughs> hey old square Don what's your virgin son got his mind this week I don't know <laughs> what are you doing son oh well after my seed sale goes awry <laughs> I get some hijinks with neighborhood I would watch it but it like, like I would watch it if, you, if you're in it like you're still you mm-hmm. like at this age but you're pretending you're like a young boy <laughs> Like I'm a kid in a Mexican sitcom or yeah. I'm an oversized yeah, man like playing a child with freckles. <laughs> um, he gets out the car and I forget the exact words. He exchanged some words with the, you know, he's like, oh, your foot shouldn't fucking park. He didn't curse. You shouldn't park parking, bitching about their parking. You know, God damn it. Piece of shit. Or, and <laughs> well, you know, finally something caught you know and he's like i'm sorry and he's like oh yeah like my dad wasn't good enough for my dad like he was just mm. throwing back so my man like came off his porch and across the street and shit and what not to fight him but it was just like look man i'm sorry and he'd had a few drinks the guy across the street who we never really had had problems with and shit but like he was drunk at his own fucking party and you know really my father had no justification for like being mad and shit if anyone be mad at me because i made him leave and lose the parking spot and all that shit but again it's not your parking spot dad but again take it out on me daddy (laughs) (laughs) i learned it from you dad i learned it from you but this was a guy Spank who, me. He, <laughs> like like the people yeah, in front of everybody. I pulled my pants me. down and lean over the fucking feet. Lash me like you do. I'm like, hit me with a belt, but leave them alone. <laughs> and all those drunk motherfuckers are like, this show just dialed up to 11. <laughs> this got even better. Watching the old man pee park is amazing, but that boy just took his pants down. Yeah, <laughs> and now this guy's going to beat him. And I'd be lying if I were to say I didn't want to watch a few. Is he going to hit the kid? Do we interfere? Do we stop him? Hitting the just kid? give it a second. Make sure. This is a dad punishing his own son we can't interfere let's just watch it happen it (laughs) It seems the son wants it in a creepy way (laughs) he started crying when he thought he wouldn't get it (laughs) before the first slap he had tears of gratitude in his eyes he loves getting hit he's fucking likes s&m his old man doesn't even realize it yet he's using his dad to get off (laughs) get him him. square don's a real victim here (laughs) Square Don. Square Don and his virgin boy. (laughs) So they get in words in the middle of the street and my dad winds up getting shoved slightly. Not even like, fuck you with a full pushback, right? Just a slight, like not even a fucking chest bump. Like you see in the cartoons where they're like, (laughs) yes. It's just like, it's very... Whatever it was, the unfortunate result, and again, nobody laid hands on him, but like maybe, and it wasn't even threatening like somebody, like, what the fuck, like come at him or something like that. To startle him. Yes. It's just, I honestly, if I, if I'm, if I had to guess, he was probably wearing his bedroom slippers and those are not made for the asphalt. So he wound up going 
back on his ass at the worst possible time. <laughs> he fell backwards and landed on his ass. And, you you know, no father ever wants their kid to see them in a fucking poor light, particularly one where he's hit the fucking ground. My dad was a man on some level, and here he was getting, well, he's on the ground because of another man. But again, the other man <laughs> didn't push him or punch him. But, Not in a deliverance kind of way. Yeah, <laughs> where he's face down, <laughs> squealing like a pig. <laughs> but he, it was just like all of it was a like a recipe for a kind of like, oh, like you poor son of a bitch. And I'll never forget the fucking noise my old man made from the ground as he kind of tried to lift himself up. His glasses had fallen off, so that was pretty sad and pathetic right there. But And he was wide-eyed expression, like couldn't believe it had happened. <laughs> and this was the noise he made, dude. This utterance that came out of him. It was like a death rattle. He was like, oh! <laughs> like that he was angry and he wanted to yell something, but he had no words. He was just guttural. He went primal at that point. And I remember trying to, I don't even know, I, in my memory, I want to say that I tried to help him up, but I might have been like so fucking like aghast by the whole thing <laughs> that I was just waiting for him to stand himself. I'm pretty sure I might have helped him to his feet because I was certainly like, dad, let's go inside. And I was apologizing to my neighbors, like, sorry. And he was like, why are you apologizing? <laughs> I'm trying to push him inside and shit like that. Oh God, it was so fucking... Like it was so He's trying to appeal to those guys too. He's like, what would have happened if I didn't have to go pick up my daughter? Yes. I'm like, I'm the virgin boy <laughs> that you've heard about. Watch us on Tuesday night. Square Donna's virgin boy. Um, I've always felt bad because I was responsible for that moment. Like I made him come pick me up. He yeah, like none no. of that, that chain of events would not have unfolded, at least in that way. He may have gone over them and like piped down. No, he was still. more passive aggressive. He would have bitched about it the whole time, but it would call the, call the cops or something like that. One day he had me come home. Oh, I, I didn't have me come home. I came home and I saw him on the porch and he had a fucking gun. And I was like, what the fuck? And it was a BB gun, pellet gun. I said, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm going to shoot out his windows. And this was after the, oh, so right. like I couldn't, you know, blame my dad. I was just like, I guess he's going through something. We didn't, we couldn't afford therapy. So he wasn't sitting there talking to a therapist going Pack like, BBs is way cheaper, way cheaper to get out his aggression, his microaggressions, which, you know, look, he was a postman. So we were just glad he didn't go postal. The fact that he had a fucking pellet gun as opposed to a shotgun, a sawed off, and he went to work and killed everybody. He's, You're the neighbor. Oh, oh, <laughs> shooting them all. So I said, what are you doing? He Charlie goes, Rugg's like, I'm not your neighbor. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do anything. It wasn't me, man. It wasn't me. I'm local. Um, if you're he was Highland, the, you get the reference Charlie Rugg. That was just for kids. <laughs> that was just for me. He was local man, man. But my dad was the sectional sorting center. So he he couldn't, he didn't even hang with the, lo the local mailman. Well, didn't like, acknowledge my dad as a mailman. He's like, come on. I carry the mail from door to door. I bring you your mail. I am the mailman. He's man. like, I'm a mailman. Yes. He's going, you, you cancel stamps. You work at the sectional center. Yeah, go wash the Yankoff cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. My old man, he didn't already, he wasn't feeling like fucking macho or anything like that. And he was down there on the fucking ground and shit. Oh, <laughs> oh that fucking sound. So in any event, what was I saying? Fucking years later or whatever the fuck. Oh, the they know you. I thought it all the way back until they knew you at the veggie grill. They did. I fell and they were like, oh. <laughs> no. I never had that fucking moment. I dreaded oh, no, that no, moment. No, no, it was about, okay, that was all about Hall H. 
and did hardly see only 2,000 people and look at you. Did she feel like that about me during Hall H or yoga hosers or anything? The way I felt about my dad, where I felt sorry. I felt more, I was definitely, I felt sorry for my dad. But I was also on some level, not humiliated, but, oh, this is fucking embarrassing. I wish he'd go away. (laughs) (laughs) Why was he born? It wasn't that bad, but I was like, oh, man. Like, these motherfuckers, they got the best of it without throwing a fucking punch. (laughs) Like, come on, man. Um, Indigo slinking back. And also, you know me. (laughs) You know me. Yes. You know me. I'm the guy that fucking is a peacekeeper. Like, you know, I always like people to be, and it's weird because I didn't have alcoholic parents, so it's not like that's why I'm a peacekeeper and shit. You always hear about kids like, you know, somebody asked me once, like, oh, your parents must have been alcoholic. I'm like, why? Like, because you're always trying to keep the peace between people. I'm like, no, they never drank and shit. And I never had to keep the peace between them. They were never really fighting and stuff. But you know my personality. Like, as much as I was, like, I know you. As much as you fought with your dad, if that happened to your dad, and he went down, even if your neighbor, let's say it was Luke Benton or whatever, <laughs> didn't fucking throw a punch, you would, you're already a coiled spring ready to fucking go off. You'd probably start beating the shit out of the other person. But my peacemaker nat- nature, you know, I was more like, all right, dad, let's go. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You know, shit like that. Apologizing for it. Very much, which I'm sure my old man saw as a real betrayal. Like, oh! <laughs> Double screaming, like. Well, did he say, "Why are you apologizing?" Yeah, like, what are you for? What are you, Grace? He sold out. I'm the Smiths. Change the goddamn lock. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> um, oh my god! So there he was on the porch with a pellet gun. I said, "What are you doing?" He's going, "I'm gonna shoot out his windows." I said, "Don't. That's ridiculous. Don't do that." And he goes, "No, I'm gonna do it." And I was like, "You'll get caught." And he's just like, oh, "No." And I remember I was so frustrated with him. I grabbed the gun and I shot out the dude's windows. Pat, 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 pat. The front fucking windows. He had a porch like ours and shit. And my old man freaked the fuck out and ran in the house. I don't think I ever saw him move that fast. He'd been sitting there contemplating shooting out the guy's windows. Guy wasn't home, by the way. And it was a pellet gun. All it was mm-hmm. going to do was like make little holes in the glass. Still, I wonder if that would count as a terroristic act in this day and age. Uh, would my father be accused I, I of lying in wait? Like if the pellet somehow like we didn't know the guy was on the porch he was getting up from fall asleep on the porch and the pellet entered his temple and wound up killing him would my father be charged with lying or me would would we have been charged with lying in wait uh you would have been charged with that probably some sort of like manslaughter charge i bet my whole life would have been different but I was so frustrated that he was just sitting there and I fucking just fired and broke some windows. My is this what you want, inside. daddy? Yeah. Is this I learned it from you, dad. <laughs> oh, he scampered so fucking quick. I never moved so, never seen him move so fast. But he had this weird, like not. He went looking for his cyanide pills. We're <laughs> 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 dead. He's going to come over here. He's going to kill us. He's going to kill us. He's going to kill us. He's going to fight us. He's going to kill us. Um, <laughs> um, he was. Like, I think he had a bit of a begrudging respect for me. Like, like, oh, the fat one can go crazy. Yeah. Like, he saw a side of me that he didn't know that was necessarily there. Which, to be fair, wasn't there. It's not like when I was out of my father's presence, I would do crazy things like shoot the neighbor's windows. But I was so frustrated with his inability to, to make a decision. And it was obviously bothering him so much. Yeah. 
Because he's sitting there, he's like, man, this would be sweet. Yeah. And he'd like, probably sit there for a while. And what if, like, God forbid, the guy had pulled up and my dad was just like, all that rage that he hadn't pulled the trigger for the windows, he saved for him, marched up to him, put the fucking pellet gun in his mouth, and was like, eat lead, fucker, and pulled the trigger and shit. Stings and then I'm he's the, like, how? Yeah, the guy's like, oh, fuck, I can go to the dentist. Or, fucking worse, somehow lodges in his fucking nasal cavity and kills him or something like that. And forever... I'm the son of the guy who fucking killed the guy with a BB gun. And they're like, and, and also if you trace that story back, like when they do the story on investigation discovery and shit like that, they're like, it all started when he didn't defend his dad, when he fell and they do a recreation. <laughs> and some dude who looks like my dad is like, Oh, but it's an off key version and I have to watch it. And I'm like, it's like more like, Hey now. And I'm like, that ain't what happened. And, and so I write them a letter where I'm like, dear sirs, I know this story is public domain because a crime was committed. But, <laughs> the but, exact but at quote the same time, like, oh. yeah, like recreation, you would definitely be like over apologizing. Yeah, going like, like and, he's a nice guy. I'll suck your dick to leave my dad yeah, alone. I'm like, oh, the virgin son. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the name of the segment. Fell all over themselves to apologize. They went to church every Sunday. Until the crime that changed their lives. And then they show us in a polarized fucking shot. And then it's like square done and the virgin <laughs> sun. Slow motion walking towards the house. Uh, reverse shot on them all just partying in slow motion. Having a good time and shit. <laughs> They're like, you knew him best. Why don't you play him in the flashback? And, and fucking <laughs> the bride winds up playing me in the recreation. I'm like, Brian, you, you shouldn't have done that. You're like, you fucking kidding me? They play, pay me a thousand dollars a week. That's Jackie fucking the joke man money. I'm yeah, like, man, I could talk about this shit on Patreon later. Fuck you, Square can't Kev. That. <laughs> can't argue that. Yeah, Square Kev takes it in the ass again. When's going to be my time, Lord? <laughs> when does Square Kev get a square deal? They're like, you ain't Square Kev. He was Square Don. You're fucking. <laughs> um, you're a virgin boy. This episode of Smodcast is brought to you by Ooze, the most affordable and consumer-friendly vaporizers and accessories on the market today, man. OozeLife.com, O-O-Z-E-L-I-F-E.com, offers a variety of products, including vaporizers, water pipes, rolling trays, grinders, and just about everything you could want, man, to get your smoke on. Start off your binge series with an ooze comet or a sax pipe, or just sit back and relax with the new cruise vaporizer battery, man. Hey, man, these ooze cats, they sent me some stuff. Oh, my Lord, man. It's, the trays are sweet. The grinders are sweet. Uh, loved them. Easy to use. I mean, come on. Most grinders are. But these are intuitive grinders, for heaven's sakes. And the vaporizer stuff, man, the vape was was sweet, man. Like, I, I, my cousin loves the vape pens. And I said, try this. She gave it a high marks, man. Affordable pricing. All the stuff that Ooze Life makes is really, really uh, affordable. Uh, it's so easy to use, uh, even if you've never used any of them before, man. Follow Ooze Life, O-O-Z-E-L-I-F-E, on Instagram to check out Ooze Life, man. Check out how awesome the artwork and the designs are. OozeLife.com, man. O-O-Z-E-L-I-F-E.com. You go there today, you're going to get 20% off your entire next order just by using the discount code SMOD at checkout, man. Ooze. Get your ooze on. Let it ooze all over your face, neck, and chest, man. Um, 30 years ago, hadn't met you, hadn't worked at Quick Stop. 
Certainly hadn't met Jennifer. Harley was an idea. Like one day I hope I have kids. One day I hope somebody fucks me enough to have a kid. Um, my whole entire life is different than it was 30 years ago from this moment when I had just left high school and I was like, what am I going to fucking do for the rest of my life? So if, if you're sitting out there right now and you're going like, what the fuck am I going to do with the rest of my life? Like it all changes so fucking fast. Like it's crazy how much it can change. If you had told me 30 years ago that like 30 years later, we'd be sitting on a podcast talking about fucking the day that, you know, we didn't save fucking the tape for fucking the guy that wants the young guns too. I'd be like, what is a podcast again? And if they were like, it's a recording device. And I'm like, why would we be recording this? And like, because it's funny and people listen to it. I'm like, people listen to us talk about people that work that, that, that come through our job. Like people that we've worked, you know, for vended tapes to at RST video. And then like, I'll do you one better. Like you make a movie about working there. And I'm like, I'm, I make a fucking movie. Like if I could fucking go back in time and talk to that fucking dude, nothing I say to him would make sense. I might as well be coming back in time and speaking fucking Martian or eighth dimension language to the fucking kid. Cause most of the shit that defines my life now didn't even fucking exist back then. Like it's kind of nuts. Yeah. Like, well, eventually you'll tell everyone about the time your dad almost got his ass kicked in by the neighbor. And you're like, how would I tell that many people and why? <laughs> exactly. Like when I was a kid, I would never want to share that story. I don't even think I told fucking Bry. Less Bry be like, ew, your dad got knocked on the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's just some fucking content, man. Now it's just like one of many stories that I've told on, on this show a couple thousand times. But yeah, even though like he wasn't like, uh, you know, hey man, you can do anything you want with your life or look what I've done and shit like that. I, he wasn't like a role model, but he was in the very simple way that he didn't give a fuck about anything but like his wife and kids. Like that, that was where I got inherited the most from my father. The sense of like, oh, it's all about family at the end of the day. I got the benefit of being able to, you know, have a life of fucking me, me, me by fucking doing the entertainment stuff and whatnot um, and being applauded for very simple things. But I also got like what he wanted. That was his big aim in life. My old man wasn't like, you know, I died with an unfinished book in my drawer. He had no artistic inclinations that he ever expressed unless secretly down deep he wanted to write and or record country music because he listened to a lot of it. But he didn't come from a world where people were like, oh, you can just fucking do that. Like only certain people did that and that was that. I, I, I wonder if if Quick Stop is the difference maker. Like if that's the moment where I go from being my dad's son to being the guy where I'm, I'm like, oh, I got to. I got to, I, I can sell this. Like I, what I think is worth money. What I say is worth money. That could be my job. I don't have to work for some other asshole. I can literally work for myself. Like, like George Carlin does or something like that. I don't have to pretend I care about what cigarettes they smoke, but that I enjoyed. <laughs> like I legit, I legit enjoyed that because it's so easy. Like, it's not like they came in and they were like, if you give me a hand job, life would be so much better. And then I'm like, Oh my God, like, I don't want to, touch your dick but like i do want your life to be better like i am a humanist 
being able to slap cigarettes on the counter to give them just like a little fucking like, right on, somebody fucking noticed that I'm here. Like, you know me in some weird fucking way. Like, it was mutually beneficial. They walked out feeling good. Through the Normer cliff of quick stuff. <laughs> Have you had your oh moment in life yet? Mine was probably too fat to fly. That was my, you know, world stage. Oh, where I fucking, you know, look where most people are like, oh, I feel sorry for him. Um, have you ever had that? I don't think, I mean, one, I'm not, <laughs> have you ever had your come up and chill? Like never <laughs> yeah, several times today already. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not well, well known enough mm. for anyone to be like, for any group, one group of people to be like, well, are you Hey, fucking did you saying hear what happened Don Smith one? was well known enough, bitch? Like nobody knew. Oh, I thought fuck. you were talking about a too fat to fly type scenario. But, but like, that too fat to fly was really just my version of, getting pushed or falling down in front of the house while a party's going on across the street mm -hmm. and people are drunk and you didn't have to leave, but your heavy set third son asked you to come pick him up past bedtime. Right. I'm um, not allowed to drive my moped at night. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, uh, thin prism to look <laughs> through it. But have you ever had that fucking moment? You, or did you ever see your father? in that light where you um, were like, Oh fuck, I'm embarrassed. Maybe by this. not so, <coughs> so literal, but grandfather and father, whenever they would describe themselves at work or talk about work, it would always be them kind of being in charge and people respecting them and people answering to them. Even though like, I'm pretty sure my grandfather's job at the nursing home was because they felt bad for him because he was right. old and, you know, he was an alky and shit. Um, so it was that sort of like puffery that they, that they would show at like something that I considered meaningless, <laughs> but they thought that like I would care, I guess. Right. They were like, Hey, I know how to impress the boy. And but even like, at whatever age you were like, why do you think that's impressive? Oh, yeah, I was probably like six or seven, and I was like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> you were Tanner Boyle from the Bad News Bears. <laughs> you kick an adult in the balls and run away. Yeah, I mean, I do remember a small degree of pride when I found out Edgar was working on East Point, which was then called Top of the East. It's like, uh, it was this huge sky rise in town. The only the sky rise in yeah. Lands. That they built in the 70s. That they built on a cliff that continues to erode. And everybody's afraid it's going to fall down. Yeah. Since I was a child, they've been saying, like, East Point's going to fall into the sea. Yeah. And, you know, I've it's been 40 years they've been saying that. It still hasn't fallen into the sea. Um, um, and that he was a part of, like, they were doing the drywalling. So he was putting up sheetrock, which at the time, like, I was like, oh, I didn't know what it really went, know what it meant. But it sounded cool. It turns out it's not. You went there and saw him at the job. It was like when Marge Simpson found out her dad was a flight attendant. He's like, don't look at me! <laughs> As he's hanging sheetrock. Um, don't you tell your mother about this? I think, honestly, that's that was one of my biggest fears. Like, not the biggest fear. The fear, of, of course, when you have a child is like, oh my God, now I've got to make sure this thing stays alive for the rest of my life, at least. But there was always this backdoor fear of like, Oh man, like what if she thinks like I'm an idiot or something like that? Like I, I loved my dad 
And I was I wasn't like you with your dad, where you guys would fucking get into fisticuffs and shit like that. But like I was always deferential to my dad. He was the head of the house and shit. But at the same time, you know, like I knew he I knew who he was. Like he was the guy that fell down in front of the house. He was the guy that worked at the post office. You know, he was the guy that paid all our bills. Don't get me wrong, but he was also the guy that didn't say much and stuff like that. I had a general fucking bead on him and stuff like that. And I was always terrified that I would give my kid that moment. Like at some point in her life that she would be like, oh, <laughs> dad. And and not in that, oh, dad, I'm disappointing you. But just like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to see the same again after that. Right. Not like mildly embarrassing. Yeah. Like humiliation in totality. <laughs> I'm sure if we fucking got her on the mic, she'd be like, yeah, I got two words for you. Yoga hosers. <laughs> you think you had it fucking bad? Holy shit. <laughs> She's like, I go to therapy, bitch. What do you think I talk about? <laughs> fucking you yeah. and yoga hosers. Um, week in, week out. <laughs> and guess what? It always ends with you fucking up, Dad. <laughs> Try again next week, I guess, you, right? When I watch Yoga Hoses, I don't hear any of the dialogue. You know what I hear? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, but do I feel that way today? Like, I, you know, I could tell that story and shit, but I'm like, you know, I'm not like, oh, my fucking father humiliated me mm. or him or us or whatever the fuck. It was just one of those fucking moments. And I've had many that aren't like that, like aren't physically me falling down and shit like that in front of my kid. But like, I've had many fucking like comeuppances and many fucking like, you know, oh, moments of my own and shit. And I wonder if she carries them. Like, does she think about them? Like, I think about that moment with my right. man. I think about everything about my old man. Believe me, I don't want you sitting there going like, how sad. He only thinks about the time <laughs> his father fell. No, but it's definitely in the matrix. And I don't know why. I know exactly what the moment was. Just because maybe it was so horrifying. And not horrifying, like, oh, my God, they were going to beat the shit out of him. It was just all of it was unfortunate and mm -hmm. kind of, like, sad. And, you know, like, if you saw it in a movie <laughs> happening to the bad guy, you'd be happy. But, like, it was happening to your dad. Yeah, and in real time. <laughs> <laughs> a real bad time. <laughs> and then you had to go in the house and fucking... You knew you were going to get yelled at because it was your fault that he had to leave and he lost the spot and shit like that. But he he didn't lay into me, I think, because he was so embarrassed, right? Maybe he went in to go see if he got bruises or something like that. <laughs> yeah. like, You're a witness. <laughs> <Yes>. Stop apologizing, <laughs> goddammit. Get in here. He <laughs> was like, take pictures. We're going to court. <laughs> I think um, one of the advantages to having, see, you know, Sage, you know, she has Down syndrome and shit. I don't know if I could have that like, oh, moment because it wouldn't register with her. Mm. Like with for her, as long as I'm fun, that can't happen. What an amazingly fucking like low bar that you have to hit. Like that's beautiful. That's what I'm best at, baby. Yeah, exactly. You don't got to, you like fucking clear the hurdle. I like stepping over it. It's just a minor hindrance, like an anthill or cracking the sidewalk. But yeah, the notion that you can't ever really fucking shame or humiliate her or She'll probably never have a period where she's like, you know, fucking dada, what an asshole. Like, yeah, like everything. I apologize you, for him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm so sorry about him. <laughs> I'm as shocked as you are. He never acts like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, the follow-up to that story, and I've told it before, but, you know, fucking 
we are now past episode 400 on Smodcast, so of course some things will repeat, and hopefully each telling of them more entertaining than the last. But we went to court over that incident. Like, my mom pressed charges on that guy, our neighbor, for having the party and for assault on my dad, but he didn't really lay hands on him. You know what I'm saying? And I remember... What is it called? Like, alienation of affection? Like, your mom's like, how am I supposed to have sex with this clod after I saw (laughs) That was... Yeah, she sued my father. (laughs) He's like, I fell, and now you're suing me because you don't want to fuck me? I was like, this... I I was wrong. This is the farthest my father has fallen. (laughs) They're like, you perjured yourself. 30 days in jail. (laughs) (laughs) We went to court. I was too young to testify, I guess. They wouldn't let me testify. And I was fucking an eyewitness. I was right there. Or maybe my <laughs> like, mom was like, talk. yeah. He's going to tell the truth. The- don't let him talk. Yes. My mom's like, don't put him on the bench. He'll apologize to everybody. <laughs> He's such a little peacemaker to Butterball. So I was in court when my, when, when, and my dad didn't go to the case because he was working at night. So he didn't go to court to face it. The guy he was accusing my mom went to court as the fucking witness and shit like that. And so I'm in the court and I got to watch all this magic happen. And so, you know, you could tell from my neighbor guy, he was like, what a pain in the ass. Like, I wish this didn't happen, but oh, well, local fucking, you know, imbroglio. My mom was, uh, you know, on on the stand and she had to retell a story, a story that she wasn't there for. <laughs> so she tells the story that she got like, you know, secondhand. And from me and my dad. So she's telling the story. And then my mom won't curse. Like in general, she doesn't curse. And she really wouldn't curse in the court of law after she swore, you know, tell the truth and swore in a Bible. So uh, she's like, he called him a name. And the judge is like, what name did, did he call him? And she's like, well, I don't, I can't, I can't say. I, I'm too polite to say in public. I won't say it. And the doctor's like, okay, well, would you write it down so I could see the word? And bailiff, get her a pen and pencil. I gave my mom a pen and pencil or a pencil and pad or whatever the fuck. My mom wrote it down, gave it to the judge. I swear to you, the judge goes, he called your husband duckless? <laughs> and my mom goes, dickless, your honor, dickless. <laughs> and I forgot that's what he had. Like, he's like, I guess somebody had said like, Oh, what are you going to do, dickless? And that's when he w- went to make a move and <laughs> fell in his slippers and, and went back. So not only did he fall in front of him, but they called him dickless in front of his son. But, like, I didn't really see that as an insult because I'm like, well, I've seen his dick. He is pretty dickless. <laughs> you know, like at the end of the you day. Guys, you guys, just so, you know. Have you for, seen it? Like, I guess the shades have. have been open. You're, <laughs> you fucking, either, either that or you just guessed 100% accurate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dad, Dad show him, show him. Yeah, pull out your dick, dickless. <laughs> that should be like if people could get that trending hashtag dickless. <laughs> dickless <that'd> Don. Be, <laughs> hashtag dickless Don. <laughs> Wait, what was his other name? It was Square Don. (laughs) Square Dickless Don (laughs) and his virgin boy. (laughs) Cat suits, Dad. (laughs) People, let me tell you about my best friend. Remember the Eddie Courtship Courtship of Eddie's father? father? Yeah. At the end, we're always walking on the beach and you hear a voiceover and shit where I'm like, Dad, what's dickless? And he's like, shut up. Why don't you go ask your mother? (laughs) (laughs) Shut up about it while on the record. (laughs) 
<laughs> she said it in court in front of the judge I go to church with. God damn it, Grace, you made it worse. I, mean, great. I didn't know that he didn't go to court. It'd be great. He's like, you guys come back. He's like, hey, well, what happened? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> Did we you win? have to apologize. No, or? Dad, you lost more. <laughs> Like you have to apologize and wear a pink shirt for a whole week. (laughs) (laughs) The town's decided. (laughs) What do you mean the town? Well, the forefathers. There were a lot of people there. There was like way more people than I thought there would be. Everyone was like, yo, where's Nicholas Dunn? Uh, He's such a square. (laughs) And then they start pointing at me and whispering virgin boy. I tell you, Dad, I wish you had gone to court. It really sucked. I really bore the brunt of it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Some people can make virgin boys so hateful. <laughs> Some of the ladies, they were like even scratching at me while I was saying it with their nails. It's like a fucking cat or something or an animal of some sort. I'm making all sorts of animal noises. It was me. very feral, but <laughs> the fucking, they called me. Fucking son of Dickless Don and fucking I had a few different nicknames, son of the square one. Yeah, it took like even the judge, it took him a while to be like, yo, settle down. We're even, in court. He, even he took a shot. I think I heard him say under his breath, your father's Dickless Don. I was like, what'd you say? And he said, we've got to move on. Like, I think I caught him in one of them fucking sitcom like lies. Yeah. Like, probably, I think he might even said fuckless Don. Like, like, <laughs> Mom would want to fuck him because he's Dickless. Which, to be fair, fuckless Don is pretty cool. Like I break- know that guy. <laughs> he's my he gives father. no fucks. <laughs> After he got pushed down, he's like, I'm fuckless. I gave one fuck. It was about that. <laughs> now I'm out. I'll never give a fuck again. Not about you, not about your mother. <laughs> Not about those other kids that call themselves my children. <laughs> That's it. You saw it. You saw me you fucking lose all the fucks at once. Congratulations. You all fucking unmade a man. I hope you're happy with yourself. <laughs> there goes fuckless Don. <laughs> That's my fuckless father, all right. <laughs> for only one episode <laughs> you know it's fucking funny too dude is no wait i had the license by then that at, with him falling down and shit that was like 32 years ago because i was still riding the moped and, and when i got my license when i was like 17 i'm like walter got his license at age what 35 <laughs> yeah, pretty late. he waited pretty late but i got my license as quickly as possible so by this point 30 years ago i was already carrying the dickless Don <laughs> story like a weight <laughs> yeah. like herpes just like i'm never gonna lose this it's gonna flare up from time to time and like, i'm gonna think about fuck it. do i bring this up to just to get it out of me <laughs> I who i got nobody <laughs> who will hear this tale yeah what a difference three decades makes. And, and, you know, for those who are like, well, I was going to say for those who are graduating high school, but let's be honest, there ain't a single fucking high school student <laughs> listens to Smodcast. Like, oh, isn't that that show where people who are about to die talk about things? <laughs> We're not about to die. We're just in our middle ages, you old young fuck. Well, you talk about everything that makes you wish you would die, I guess, <laughs> is what <Yeah>. I mean. <laughs> Why is this funny? And how come we can't see it? And fucking... Did your father really fall down? <laughs> Gross. 
Uh, you uh, can listen to Tom Steve Dave free for fucking nothing over at smodcast.com or you could go to patreon.com, tell him Steve Dave. And is that what they address it? Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, there it is, man. That's uh, Smodcast for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. Brian Johnson. Have a week. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. <laughs>